Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. A reading from Ephesians chapter 1. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to the 25th chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 31st verse. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, When was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say to those on his left hand, you that are accursed, 
Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, Christ, and spirit of love. Amen. I'm glad to be here. Good to be with you today as we celebrate uh, Christ the King Sunday and also the 60th anniversary of this congregation. I'm grateful for all of those who have served over the years, represented here by the rostered ministers among us who have served this congregation and other places as well beyond here. But we are grateful for your witness and your lives of service and love. And we're thankful for all of those who have helped make this congregation a place of hope and mercy and belonging uh, for this age and for many ages to come. As mentioned before, I'm Bishop of the Greater Milwaukee Synod. That's 115 congregations in the seven counties in southeast Wisconsin. This is not the furthest north that we go. I go all the way up to Sheboygan sometimes. But I'm grateful for the ways that you have helped us as a church be stronger in our mission and our witness, because we are indeed stronger in that mission and witness when we are, remember that we are church together for the sake of the world. I'm grateful for the chance to preach on Christ the King Sunday. I know we moved the calendar a little bit for this anniversary and other reasons, but to be honest, I've, I've never really appreciated the image of Christ as king. I mean, I've, I've never met a king, and, and we as Americans, I think we're kind of proud of the fact that we don't have a monarchy. Right? We, we elect our leaders, and if we don't like them, we elect different ones uh, from time to time. But I've never really understood the fascination that our, uh, our distant cousins to the east, across the pond, as they say, have for the monarchy. Even with all of the buzz related to the recent release of the latest season of The Crown on Netflix. Any Crown fans among us here? Yeah, don't, be, don't be shy. I'm not among you. I'll put my hand down. Um, I've never quite figured out what the fascination is uh, with the monarchy. You see, I've never felt like I should swear allegiance to anyone or anything. And actually, I think Americans, we've gotten pretty used to not swearing allegiance to anything at all. I mean, we, uh, we like to be able to switch our allegiances. As I mentioned before, if we elect one set of political leaders, we don't like them, we'll just elect a different set next time. If uh, our favorite sports team has a bad season, we might choose to follow a different sports team next year. Our, if our airline that we fly on loses our luggage, we might find a different airline the next time we travel, right? Now, of course, there are exceptions, and we all know people who are incredibly loyal and would not imagine that they could switch their allegiances so easily. But 
I think that most of us, at least most Americans, probably believe that it is our birthright to have the freedom to choose and to change our choices when we think it is best to do so. So, who's the king of our lives? Truth be told, I think most of us would say that um, we are the king and queens of our own lives, that we are the ones calling the shots. Or are we? Story is told that when Christian missionaries first arrived in the country of Ghana in Western Africa, they found that in the dominant language, there was no way to ask the question, what is your religion? The closest that they could get to was to ask, if they wanted to figure out what, who, what another person's religious affiliation was, they would ask, whom do you serve? That's an interesting question for us today as well, isn't it? I believe that we all serve someone or something. We have all given our allegiance away to something beyond ourselves, whether or not we like to admit it. Perhaps another way to identify the one that we serve is by asking ourselves, what is it that I cannot say no to? Maybe it's something simple like our favorite food or Packers football or our preferred political party or political candidate, or saving up for that retirement home on the lake up north? What is it that you will not let anything get in the way of? Is it your children's education or your elderly parents' care? Is it your career, your home, your spouse, your own physical enjoyment? What is it that reigns supreme in your life? What comes first? What takes priority over everything else? Whatever it is, that is your king. That is whom you serve. That is your God. And yet deep down we know that those are false gods. Heck, I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I am well acquainted with the fact that my sports teams are going to let me down. Right? Sooner or later, sometimes it's September, sometimes it's even January, but my sports team will let me down. That is the same for all of these false gods to whom we might try to swear allegiance. But as Christians, we know deep down that we're supposed to answer this question by saying that Christ is our king. That God Almighty reigns supreme over us and over all creation. Whereas Paul writes to the Ephesians, God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. But is this really the truth of our lives? Is it obvious by how we live and how we think and how we speak that Christ is first in our lives? Or have we become pretty adept at saying no to that which Christ asks of us? Oh no, I, I, I couldn't really serve in that way right now. I, I just don't think I could talk to people that I don't know or people with whom I might disagree because I just don't have the time or that's just not something I'm good at. I don't have the patience for that sort of thing. Or, no, I, I'm sorry, but I really can't afford to do that right now. Maybe someday. Maybe after my kid's education is paid for, or my retirement is secure, or something else goes on. There are times in every single one of us, myself included, have found ways 
to say no to God. If not directly, then at least a qualified no, or at best, a partial yes. Now, I suppose that God could act like the kings of old and evoke fear to get compliance, fear of a severe and eternal punishment. God could force us to be faithful through threats and intimidation. And there are many preachers throughout the ages and even today who promote this vision of a God who uses fear to bring us to faith. I've come to believe, however, that since God's kingdom is not of this world, then God's tactics are not of this world either. See, I believe our king is primarily a king of love, not of fear. And our king shows that love by dying on a cross for us so that we might live forever with him. And our king holds out this promise, doesn't move us to behavior by fear, but instead holds out a promise for us, promise for us of what life everlasting can look like. And then God gives us the freedom to choose. Our king is a loving parent or a loving grandparent, perhaps, one who winces when we make bad choices and set selfish priorities, and yet who keeps coming back to us day after day, week after week, year after year, and invites us into a life of love and harmony and peace. And all we have to do is say yes. A total, unreserved, unqualified, faithful, compassionate, trusting yes. Yes, I will love you. Yes, I will serve you. Yes, I will step outside of my comfort zone and engage in concrete acts of mercy and love and compassion, shining your light in the world so that others might be attracted to that light and come to know and trust and serve you as well. Yes, I will offer up all that I am, all that I have, and let you use it like you will. What does this look like? Well, this is Anniversary Sunday. 60 years of faithful mission and ministry here at Christ the King Lutheran Church. And it's a time to look back and to give thanks, and it's time to take stock of who we are today. And it's a time to look forward and say, what are the next 60 years or 10 or 5 or 1 going to look like? As I mentioned, we have 115 congregations in the Synod, and every week I'm somewhere different. Listening and learning and proclaiming and talking and it's pretty clear that many of our congregations are going through a pretty significant time of transition. Life as we knew it doesn't exist anymore. Right? We're coming out of this time of the pandemic, and some people are still wondering, when is it going to get back to the way it used to be before the pandemic? You don't need me to tell you it's not. There is no going back. There is only going forward. And it's becoming clear to me as I listen and walk with the leaders and the congregations of our synod that those congregations that are going to discover a renewed sense of vitality and mission are clear about one thing, whom they serve and why they exist. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the love of Jesus that claims us and sends us into the world to do those acts described in Matthew 25 and to bring food and water and hospitality and love and compassion to all of those who have been kicked out time and time again by the world and to let them know that they are not outsiders, they are insiders because they are part of God's kingdom of love. That is the invitation 
that we get to say yes to, that we are called to love and serve God as God, as Christ shows up in our neighbor. This is what it looks like when we choose to give up our freedom to care only for ourselves and let our lives be ruled by the king of love. The one who invites and equips us to look beyond our own needs to the needs of others. That's the path to experiencing the joy and the peace and the meaning that we all desperately need and long for. We can do this. We can follow the king of love. We can let our lives be ruled by this king of love. Simply by saying yes to God. Because God has already said yes to us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.